the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> this is another episode of Spit Sessions. I'm sitting here with the man, with the plan. I don't know which plan it is, but it's Reggie. Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds well, we just ate Japanese Kit Kats. We did. Uh, my roommate and his fiance went to Japan recently. They came back with a bunch of weird Japanese things. You know, hentai, panties. That's that's false. I made that part she up. She came back with a squid in her booty hole. With a squid all up in a poon. <laughs> if you all, guys watch porn, you know. What yeah, we, about. I watch porn, but I've never seen like that video. You still need to send me the link to what that. What do you mean? There's not one video. There's many. That they Are do. you serious? Because they can't show uncensored penetration even in the mouth yeah so that, yeah. that's part of the reason they just have all this weird shit they like we're gonna put eels up somebody's ass yeah and shoot them out because i saw the tentacles hanging out the bussy like it was like just tentacles and the, the rest of the octopi was uh, that was shouts out to national geographic for letting me know that word but the rest of the octopi was off in the bussy and the tentacles was hanging out and i was like yo this is some wild ass shit well that's what happens you I, try to censor it for whatever reason they have and then you just create uh, like super perverts, super perverts, yeah. mega perverts. Yep. Um. So he came back with a, a few Kit Kats, a few other treats. We had the strawberry fla- flavored Kit Kat. It was mm-hmm. it was delicious, and we also had the sake flavored Kit Kat. Uh, I ate at least four, six of them, motherfuckers, and I didn't get turned off of them. I don't think it's real sake in it. I'm a little upset about that, but I'm willing to let it slide. It's all good. What was your opinion on the Kit Kats? How'd you like those? I thought they were uh, great, but you don't need to go to Japan to get them. You know, we got a Mitsuwa market up here. Where? What is that? You know, you don't know about that? No, this is some new shit. There's a whole... It's kind of far. You got to drive there. But uh, over by the Arlington Racetrack, northwest outside of the city, they got a, a, a whole-ass Japanese market. Can I get swords? Uh, probably. Okay. okay. But the, one of the coolest things about it is they have like a, a like a authentic-ass food court there. You get like some good ramen and whatever right. else. Yeah, I'm down with that. That's what's up. I fucks with that. You know, I'm I'm a very cultured individual. Sometimes I too played Nintendo. So hmm. <laughs> without further ado, we ain't recording a little bit. What you been on? You cool? Uh, well, you know, I was supposed to do a special podcast uh, episode of my own because you did your Toronto traveling podcast. I remember. Then I was gonna do my I, I played South by Southwest podcast, but yeah. Uh, my band is just full of uh, irresponsible alcoholics, so <laughs> it never materialized. That's I just right. gave up after a couple of days. Like, if you don't mind, you can recount the, some of your traveling, uh, what you did. Uh, there okay, so a little bit. Uh, if I'm lying about anything, it's it's by accident because it's been a minute. So here's <laughs> what happened: uh, we were gonna just go uh, play crappy bars around South by Southwest while it was happening, and. Uh, Somebody was like, hey, wait, can I, am I allowed to talk about this? Yeah, you can talk about what you want to talk about. No, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, because, 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 uh, well, this out, but like Rick was saying something. I don't know. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so this man was like, hey, you're going to be in South by Southwest. Why don't, uh, why don't you come play my thing? Cause I need a favor from you. So basically, you know, we got to play the real South by Southwest, even though it was the free part, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm assuming you don't know because I didn't know. South by Southwest is like this odd sort of festival in the sense that you can go in there and do a lot of things without buying a ticket. Yeah. You know, like a lot of blues, you're either in it or you're not in it. Yeah. There's a huge gray area, South by Southwest, where you can walk around and um, see a lot of acts. And it's, you know, there's all the branding all over everything, but it's free. Okay. And then you got to pay to get into like the inner sanctum and see uh, the really, really famous uh, people. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting trip because uh, we only had two drivers out of the five of us. We, we come to find out. 
and so me and another dude uh split it on the way there it was like a 20 hour drive all right and then uh we got there like 10 a.m hung out played hung out for the rest of the show super good show tokyo ska paradise is like a, a legit from japan ska band with a lot of members all right high energy how many members do they have is it a, probably like 10 or something that's a lot of people well, and then somebody in my band was like, hey, it's one of those guys from Tokyo Ska. Uh, take my picture with him. He's like, oh, you want your picture too? I'll take your picture with him. And uh, I don't know if it's because he's not that familiar with the band, but he seemed very excited at the time. Or if he's a little racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turned out that guy was in the band. Oh, no. Yeah, that sounds a little... No, nah, he wasn't in the band. So I have a picture of me uh, really tired next to this guy. So yeah, we were all tired, by the way. What the fuck? <laughs> that shit was random as hell. <laughs> Wait. Oh, your porn's done downloading. That's God what sound damn it. Like. Nah, I gotta keep that in there. I guess it's all good. Anal booty burner. Huh? Right, come on, man. Back to the focus. Focus. So, uh, <laughs> burner, though? Keep focus. It's all uh, good. So yeah, I don't know. It was just cool like to uh, share that stage with some good artists. and. Uh, all right, the, the, the headliner was... Was what? Was oh, so the uh, the headliner um, for the st- <laughs> the stage we were on, uh, they inspired the formation of the group that I'm in now. And uh, I mean, I wasn't around when they first started writing shit, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I know about them now, and it was just interesting. They're good, uh, Los Amigos Invisibles. Invisible. So it's Invisible Friends. <laughs> yeah, but I saw them. Okay, I got you. Uh, yeah, they've been around forever. They do kind of like what we do. The whole uh latin influence funk thing all right um but then so you know my the people in my music group they like to you know they like to wild out a little bit yeah but they also like to just uh leave leave things to chance okay let fate decide living life on the edge so uh we didn't have anywhere to sleep all right (laughs) and the show ends and it's like after two in the morning i'm like yo so what are we gonna do they're like well half of us are uh incapacitated from drugs and alcohol <laughs> so how about we just uh hit the road and uh yeah that sounds like what's the craziest thing you saw when you was out there somebody doing anybody do some butt stuff some any booty stuff going on well there was this uh dj slash performance artist silverio silverio and uh man Sound that motherfucker's crazy <laughs> so here okay so they're they're setting up the stage you know for for him to go on and they're putting uh, plastic over my drum set because my drum set stayed up. All the bands use it. Uh, uh, and then they're putting tarps up on the side and shit. I'm like, why are they doing all this? They're like, oh, Severe's about to go on, bro. I'm like, all right, what does that mean? And then this man comes out in a wig and a fucking leisure suit. And he's got a table full of DJ shit like, all covered in plastic. And then he's like punching shit on it to make sounds. <laughs> and then people are spitting on him and throwing beer at his face. And then he's flipping people off, and and he doesn't sing a lot, but then he'll just get on the mic and just call everybody gay or say that their moms are ugly and stuff in Spanish. And then uh, that's like the whole thing. Like, the hatred just goes back and forth, but it's a fun game for everybody, I guess. So I can't get up there and throw hands? No, nah, you can't punch him. So where exactly is the line? Because I'm trying to figure out. This you seems like you could throw beer and punch and stuff. But I and paid then, for that beer. So that's hurting me more than it's hurting him. Well, so it's my like, favorite thing that he does is, you know how everybody has their phones out of concerts? Uh-huh. And I don't want to sound like an old fogey. Because I'm on my phone a lot. But like, if you're at a concert, why are you filming the whole thing instead no, of just I'll watching the concert? Yeah. So he'll he'll go up to the edge of the stage and take their phone and like rub it all over his dick inside his underwear. 
and yeah. give it back. I would throw hands about something like that. Hey. Yeah, but yeah, no, I feel you though. Uh, yeah, and then he strips the whole time too. His dick was out. Was it swinging? Well, by the end, he's just wearing briefs, and um, then he stood up on a table and he like exposed his testicles. Just, the, just the scrote, just the scrotes. Yeah, that's not, it. Not no, the no tip. Shaft, no tip. No. That's wild. That's very abstract. And then after, you know, there's a huge mess on the stage. It's all disgusting. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, uh, the guitarist in my band, Rick, he's like, hey, you know, uh, the stage guy asked if uh, you wanted to move your drums off because uh, it was going to be a mess of prayer. I told him we're good. That's... <laughs> and I'm like, well, nobody consulted me for this. They didn't even ask. You just fucked up. I am. I'm happy you enjoyed it. It ended up fine, but like uh, the bag that I put my shit in was like soaked with beer and That's hopefully gross. nothing else. That's gross. Uh, uh, so yeah, we hit the road, uh, late as fuck, and uh, I was like, hey, let's do, you know, me and the other driver, let's do like three, four hour shifts back back and forth, you know, so we can get some rest, because we're running on like no sleep, and then uh, he's basically like, nah, man, I'm not going to drive, I'm not going to wake up. He said that like half asleep, he's like, no, I'm not going to wake up new shit. So I drove for about two, two hours, and I was like literally just going to like fall asleep and drive us into a ditch, so then we... I pulled over into this gas station parking lot and then just went to sleep. And I woke up and it was all foggy and shit on the inside because there's too many people in there breathing. Yeah. And then this man, this was, was it a Thursday or a Friday? He thought y'all was fucking in there, probably. Continue. Well, no, this, it's like 7 in the morning or something. And yeah. this man is setting up karaoke outside. And he got one of those tan jackets with the tassels coming off the arms. Yeah. And then he just started doing country music karaoke for money outside of a gas station uh, that early in the morning. That's, that's a good business plan. So the sun was coming up. We hear his weird ass songs and it woke somebody up enough to drive. Yeah. People do need gas. So that's a good point. That's a good place to do a foundation and just like make money. Like I just, if I start break dancing at a gas station. Somebody going to see it. Somebody Not that early. And in the middle of nowhere, like we were, we left Austin, but, and I think we were near Waco. So we weren't even, it's not like we were in Dallas where it's like, you right. get some rush hour eyes on you. Right. It was a very odd choice. That is a very... Okay, he was just crazy. But, you know, retirement is different for all of us. It is. Some people sit at Dunkin' Donuts at 6 in the morning. Some people go out with tassel jackets and do country karaoke at the gas station. Get it how you live. That's so, uh, basically, somebody did Adderall and drove for 13 hours straight. I've never taken Adderall. I wonder how that would affect me. Like, and you see me off of coffee. I'm, I'm Well, if you fucking, don't have ADD, it, it hypes you up. I'm going to get hype as fuck. Like, that's the thing, though. It's a, it's a danger to myself. I'm a danger to the community. Because when I get coffee, like, I'm ready to do cartwheels. I'm ready to, like, punch random things for no reason. Because I'm excited. I'm well, you up. don't seem to sleep very much. I sleep occasionally. It's just that the hours are a little bit weird. Like, I, I end up working. You do working naps late. and stuff, or what? I don't take naps. That was a Drake line I just wanted to use for no reason. But uh, not really. I, I just sleep at weird hours. Because, I, like I said before, well, several times, um, I work at a restaurant it's a vegan restaurant and we do not close that late but we end up closing at a time where i get home and i don't have anything to do the next morning so it is what it is like you know so i've gotten used to the nightlife there was one night where the i ended night up life. <laughs> no, night life freeze come out at night <laughs> what what uh i ended up staying up until nine in the morning recently uh it was an industry night which is where people that work in the restaurant industry go and grab a drink grab drinks for cheap or something like that um so i was at this place on industry Milwaukee. people they, they fuck each other a lot Yes, they do. It seems like that. They do a lot of cope. They fuck each other a lot. It depends on where you're at and who you're talking to. You go in, uh, got a few cheap drinks. It was like $2 shots or whatever and like a dollar beer. We're chilling. So just drinking a little bit. Ended up leaving there going to this other place. 
uh, chilled there for a little bit, drank more beer. This dude came in with Coke, and everybody was doing Coke from a Coke pen. Like, it wasn't a Coke pen. It was a pen cap. Like, he dipped it in the bag and was like, you want some? And the concept of Coke is always, like, interesting to me because I know it for a fact that it's one of the most expensive drugs out here. Yet everyone is so generous mm-hmm. with it. And that's that's really sweet. That's really, you know, that's really nice. I'll let people know. They're like, hey, you want some? <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? No, I think I'm okay for now. But thank you. I appreciate you offering. Well, I heard that the Coke here sucks. I don't know anything about cocaine, but, like, uh, mm-hmm. my friend in Georgia, he was like, you know, out, out south, you get, uh, you get that fish scale. That fish scale. The Raekwon? Well, they call it fish scales because it, uh, it like it'd be good glistening like fish scales. Really? Yeah. I, I want to see it. But that's um, before they cut it up. But I don't know. That's so. amazing. That's amazing. I didn't know that. See, so people's doing coke. We ended up to going to the next spot. I walked in and, and this nigga started playing the xylophone. And when I say that, I mean that literally. This dude was like, "Hey, we're going to my next spot. My roommate likes to sleep, and he gets upset because he doesn't. He has a nine to five, and I work in a restaurant, so I stay up late." He's like, "Make as least noise as you can." We walk in, and immediately, it's me and this other black dude, immediately, he sees the, oh shit, xylophone. He goes and grabs the instruments for hitting it, and he just starts banging them, bitch. It's like, do 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 Well, you hear, the, okay, you told me the story, uh-huh. and you're leaving out a very important part again. Which He part? didn't know how to play the xylophone. No, he did not I know was how under to the impression, the so when I heard the story, I'm like, I was like, oh, so he just snapped off and gave us a little nah, dog. Earl Hines, you know, some mm-hmm. jazz stuff. He just started hitting them bitches. Like, he didn't know But you sang, doing. like, a scale at least. It's like, he didn't, wasn't even doing that. No, it was, like, random keys. He was like, do, do. But You're still was, doing the melody. Was, I don't. <laughs> I, I have rhythm. I can't help this. So like, it's coming naturally. I don't. I wish I could have recorded it and let you know how it sounded, but it, you know I couldn't. It was trash. It okay, was. It was okay. Yeah. It was. It was still amazing because I had never walked into a function and seen a nigga just start playing a xylophone before. So that was new to me, and I was just grateful to be there at the time. So the uh, the proprietor or the host of this runs back. It's like, dude, what the fuck, stop playing the fucking xylophone, and he reaches for the sticks. And my man leans back and keeps the sticks away from him. Like, no. And he used to say, give me the sticks. He gave him the xylophone sticks. He pulls out more xylophone sticks and keeps playing it. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, this shit is amazing. Everybody was coked up except for me and like two or three other people. Did the roommate wake up and look at you guys? Yeah, he woke up and he was pissed. And I saw him last night at uh, East Room right off Milwaukee. And I saw him. I was like, hey, dude, what's up, man? That night was fun as hell. He was like, you know. My roommate almost didn't re-sign the lease. Like, we almost didn't sign the lease again because of that night. And I was like, really? That's fucked up. And he was just like, well, not just that night. He was like, I ended up having, like, a threesome, like, the next week. And then it made too much noise. That's how you restaurant people are, huh? Like the, Xylophones uh, and threesomes and xylo- cocaine. At the same time. Like, well, that's that's not me. I'm still, I'm still, like, that's not for me. I'm not out here wilding like that. The most I'll do is, like, just drink and stay up a lot. But I've never played a xylophone. I've never had a threesome. So... Uh, I'm just staying in my lane right now, but isn't that and that's that's exciting to me? Like the fact that all of these possibilities, like anything you thought possible or was impossible, can be possible if you work in a restaurant and you hang around the right people. Shit is crazy. So I I ate at your restaurant with somebody who was allergic to soy. I don't know why they agreed to come. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, he wanted one of those milkshakes real bad, and he was like, uh, do, "Do you have non-soy ice no. cream? What's ice cream gonna be made out of, guys?" Yeah, ice cream is made out of uh, that ice cream or ice cream in general. Well, I mean, it's lactose-free milk still isn't vegan, right? I don't think lactose-free so. milk. Yeah, it's it's vegan because it's soy. It's not. It's oh, not, it is. It doesn't. It's yeah. It's all soy. It's not coming from an animal. 
Vegan is... I thought they just extracted the lactose. Nah, nah Somehow, nah, magically. No, 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 no. Or they breed the cows to they just... Breed the, no, 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 no. That's regular-ass milk, bro. <laughs> what you doing? Like, no. Uh, There's almond milk, which is made from almonds. There's soy milk made from soy. Vegan is... No, it, almond milk. Just let's get out of here with that. I, I, I like... I, almond milk ain't bad. It's pretty good. Well, it's not... Like, it's disgusting, but it takes a lot of resources, like water, to make it, so it's wasteful. If okay. You, so, it's like, I don't know, if you care about the environment, it's, like, kind of stupid. And then also, mm-hmm. they're just pouring water over a handful of nuts, essentially. <laughs> nut pieces. And then you drink it, you're going to eat it with your cereal. It's like cloudy nut water. Cloudy nut. All right, here we go. So, I mean, but it tastes okay. And also, it's another option for people. Coconut milk is what gets me. Coconut. Coconut milk. I'm just like, that's... The taste of it, it's real watery, like it's not coming straight from the motherland. I'm not really down with that shit in general, though. But what was your opinion on the food? How was it? Yeah, it was, uh, I've held this, uh, this stance for a while. Like, I don't care that much about eating meat. It's just easy and cheap to eat meat. Like, and I don't even mean from an eating out perspective. Like, if you're trying to plan a meal and you're on whatever budget, it's like, you just buy it. I go to Walmart and get a giant ass thing of chicken breast. Like, they... It's like, it looks like a fucking party tray, but like, you know, plasticed up and shit. Yeah. And you just freeze half of that, cook half of that, and you got meat for two weeks. That's Meals true. for two weeks. So whatever. I got the uh, spicy chicken sandwich. That was a real chicken. It was seitan. Yeah. And it was fine. It was, it was, it was spicy. That's how it would be. It was good. Did you get, you, you got, like, you, you was real stereotypical with the buffalo sauce. Did you got, you got buffalo sauce with that shit too? On the side. On the side. Did you put it on there? I, I dipped a little bit. Did you just doubt the spiciness of it? You was like, I'm going to get buffalo sauce just in case it's not spicy. Because enough. this is why this happened. Every time, so when I asked you if your restaurant was good, you're like, the chicken sandwich is good. And then you were saying spicy chicken sandwich. And in my mind, I kept hearing buffalo chicken sandwich. And then we got to a point where I started understanding you. And you were like, well, you get buffalo on the side. And then in my mind, that turned into you should get buffalo on the side. <laughs> It was this weird you thing just, I went through with this you sandwich. You were just taking. You were fixated on the. It was. It was. It was. A good, it's a good sandwich, though. Also, the special switch out every now and then. Everything is good, in my opinion. Like working with the chef, he's really, really on point with a lot of stuff. If you are vegan or vegetarian, or you're trying to just try some of the cuisine or the food that we have at the restaurant, please feel free to slide through. Just don't come in wilding or anything like that. No, the milkshakes were. Uh, I mean, I guess they're kind of known for that. Yeah. They are. They really are. And they were good. And I'm not lactose intolerant, but I'm definitely lactose sensitive. You get them bubble. You get them bubble guts, right? I got. Sometimes I got to just lay on my stomach for like an hour and let it out. <laughs> you get the bubble guts. Let you my just, stomach go down. You just a be farting bit. straight up into the air, dog. Where do you fart into? Huh? You fart down, I walk around. down into cushions. I walk around. I just let it out. Like I'll be walking around, like just patting the back of my pants. I I, I usually try what? to go outside to be considerate because when you let it off. You know how the it gets trapped little, in your pants. Traps. You got yeah. You got to get that out. You got to shake your leg. You got to shake a leg. Like if you got a, a ferret in your pants. Yeah, exactly. You try. You got to get that shit out of there. So I, I try to do it in open spaces. Or sometimes when I'm at big ass like parties or clubs or something like that, and I feel sneaky, I'm like, I could just let this off right now, and nobody would even know it was me. And I just do it, and I try to keep my face real neutral. Because you know when your farts are going to smell. You can <laughs> tell. You can tell by what you ate, how your stomach feels. You know yeah. if it's innocent one yeah. or not. You should know your body. Like you should know how that's going mm-hmm. on. It is what it is. The food was good. Um, interestingly enough, I'm bringing this up because I just ended up finishing the special as Reggie got here. I watched the first episode of the Netflix Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy thing. I intentionally waited a little bit so that. I could 
watch it without the interference of other people's opinions, whether they be negative or positive. It was, I enjoyed it. It was funny. There were certain moments during the special where keywords or certain things were said. And I was like, ooh, you're going to get in trouble. Ooh, you're going to get in trouble. And that's just how things are at the moment. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not necessarily saying it's a good thing. Everyone express yourself the way you see fit as long as you're not fucking somebody else's day up or you're hurting somebody. Like, you know, but it's meant to be entertainment. So I, was, I didn't take it. Uh, I didn't take it super seriously because i was like you know it's just a nigga standing up cracking jokes like he knows where he's coming from and i feel like if he was doing an interview the things he would be saying are different from what he was saying on stage because that's him in comedy mode you know um how'd you feel about it or catching it uh yeah you know i i enjoyed it and uh i just i get in this place you know the the criticism of of him and his comedy special bothers me a little bit because I feel to an extent comedy is kind of a sacred thing and I think it's very important. I think Dave Chappelle is a smart guy and I think he understands how comedy can be disarming and a way to create a dialogue and get somebody to listen. Mm-hmm when they could be very close it's like if you're like well i want to talk about transgender issues or i want to talk about bill cosby rape case people don't want to hear that shit but if you you know it's like a almost a trojan horse uh you know you have the joke and on the inside is, is the truth is to be the told. message yeah and i think people are and, and to to some extent in some cases rightfully so like very on edge about things and maybe a little overzealous to be offended by some things this much is this much is true in certain aspects. I agree with you, especially because there's 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 certain keywords and certain ways of going about yourself. There's certain people who react to certain things in a way because it seems trendy to do so, rather than that's how they genuinely feel. For example, I was on Twitter as I usually am recently, and I think Double XL or the Source or a hip hop magazine that specializes on hip hop and rap and music specifically. They do not venture into world news. They do not do these other things. They tweeted something about maybe Tyga getting back with um Yeah, I saw that. Kylie Jenner or some shit. And someone retweeted it and was like, and people got bombed in Syria. We should put that in the news. And I'm like, you don't you don't run into uh a, a, a grade school and catch a man like mop, the janitor mopping and just be like motherfuckers need their taxes done like this is this person's specialty this is what this person does you shouldn't expect everyone to care as much as you do about certain things and it's the reality of the situation if you and i feel like approaching things in a negative or condescending way sometimes dilutes the message that you might have um if i'm feeling a certain way about something and you and i have been in situations where i've talked to certain people like uh, once again, I was talking to some dude around when Luke Cage came out. He was like, I don't know. It seems like they're pushing it with this black thing. Mm-hmm. I could have I could have reacted, but I looked at him and I was like, well, I mean, you know, gave him receipts. Let him know what was going on. Try to ease people out of the ignorance a little bit. But if you attack certain people that aren't being malicious, then you risk opposing someone to the point where they're just like, well, fuck you and everybody that thinks like you now. And that's just creating more of a problem, in my opinion, you know? It's, it's, there's a thing about being woke or socially aware. There has to be a certain amount of patience, in my opinion, when you 
are bringing certain things up or approaching stuff. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... We're in a weird place right now where we've made a lot of progress socially and people are just like, okay, now we got to like do the rest right now. And that's all well and good. Like, it'd be great if we woke up tomorrow and everybody just was accepting and understood shit. But like, it doesn't work like that. It's just not realistic. And, you know, he brings it up in the special like, you know, civil rights for black people is, is still an issue right and yeah. then when we're talking about you know he was comparing it to, to transgender issues and yes, it's like yes. of course we want everybody to be accepted and be able to do what they want and, and he he said that i'm an advocate for you guys and i'm on your team but like there, there's this disconnect where it's like not only do we want people to i guess be indifferent to the point of uh Indifferent to the point where the side effect is acceptance in a way, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the the goal or, or, or what generally the goal is. But yeah. we're in a place now where it's like, well, no, you have to like like it. Yeah. And that's a lot to ask. It's a, it's a lot to ask just in general for any people just to care about anything that doesn't have anything to do with them. Especially people that are, that might have been conditioned to naturally be opposed to these things. You know, even as adults, it takes time for someone to analyze themselves or become self-aware to the point where it's just like you know what i'm fucking up i need to be open to these ideas and open to the fact that other people live like this and that they deserve the the right to not be harassed or uh downtrodden or like attacked or whatever it is because they are this way and they can't help but be this way you know that's it's it's in some cases it's asking people for a lot so my approach usually, even when someone comes at me, I'm not perfect. Uh, I don't understand everything. I'm not a trans person. I'm not a woman. I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a gay man. You know, I'm not a white person. So when certain things are, when I say certain things that could potentially be problematic and someone pops off on me, uh, even though they weren't the bigger person, I, I stop and I'm like, you know what? That was kind of fucked up. Explain it to me so that I can avoid doing this in the future, you know? And that's my mentality when approaching it. And also, I just I just try to understand where people are coming from a little bit. Like it's it it takes it takes work, you know. We understanding and explaining certain things, right? And we've touched on that in previous episodes. Like it's when you have a cause, you have to work quadruple hard, you know. To like you have to be in the trenches, and it's not like. Educating and, and changing hearts and minds is not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. But we have this, we want this instant gratification where it's like, well, I'm just going to get on social media and rant about something. And yeah, like, yeah. And sometimes it does seem a little bit superfluous. Uh, Kendrick dropped two tracks recently. Yeah, man. The first one was The Heart Part 4. You know, it was just like a straight up, he was just dropping bars, switching up his flows and everything. I'm a Kendrick fan. Speaking of which... I was waiting for the album to drop today. There was a miscommunication somewhere. I stayed up till like well, five in the morning. Yeah. I was like, "Bro, where I, is it?" I would have warned you because I saw something saying that it was like, "Oh, he's gonna reveal when it drops today instead of dropping it." Okay. And all I right. I saw that like ten last night, all and right. I saw people on the feed being like, "All right, I'm gonna just stay up two more hours and I'm I gonna hear up, it." I was up until five <laughs> in the morning. I was up until five in the morning. I'm like, "Bro, I'm checking Spotify." Like, "Bro, come on, stop playing with me." But he dropped humble. And there was a portion of the video because I'm appreciative of this because he dropped the video simultaneously and we got visuals to go along with the song. It was on Spotify. It was on YouTube. It was on everything else you can think of. And there was a part portion where he was talking about 
not liking the ass with Photoshop or liking a woman's natural features and such. And afterwards, and I hate, it polarizes because there's dudes who are just like, man, these woke chicks be complaining about everything, blah, blah, blah. And there's women who uh, have said, well, he's only mentioning these features because he finds them physically gratifying or he finds them attractive himself. Like he's he's objectifying these yeah. women and this is why he's mentioning them, mentioning them in the first place. I think, and there's been think pieces, there's been articles, there's been, there's been almost I think at the end of the day, it's of. just not that deep, man. I don't think, it's a song It's lyric. one line and one song on yeah. the whole album. I want, when stuff like this happens, I know artists know they're going to catch flack for it, but I would like. I don't think they know, they know to this extent. It's, I feel like, I feel like there's been so much on the internet and act, being on there, if you are on there, you see how people react to your shit. Like when Robin Thicke dropped, what was that song with Pharrell and Blurred Lines, Blurred Lines or some shit? I never, because I, I know, know they said it was about it. raping somebody or something. I was like, what? Well, I, I didn't really look at the lyrics to see if that was true or not, because I, I never even gave a fuck about that song. I don't, I don't give a fuck about Robin Thicke. Like apparently he was beating his wife ass, which is some scummy shit. I will say alleged because I don't know. The oh, facts. that's what was happening. I thought he was just cheating on her. No, she Paula Patton came out and said he was oh, beating her ass. That's fucked up. Yeah, so no wonder she didn't go back to him. You dropping whole albums about wanting your wife back, but you was just <laughs> yeah. like slapping her on the low he shouldn't have been dropping bows on her no nah, i feel like beating his ass now so it's yeah. just like it is what it is so that's scummy i'm not denying that but when stuff happens like this I, I wish i could get the artists and have them sit down and not explain themselves and just go you know what honestly this is where i was coming from i didn't mean it like this but no matter what you do there's gonna be people that either fuck with it don't fuck with it and they're gonna have think pieces and uh you know i mean some of the arguments like i i get that the the idea that you know Okay, he's saying that he wants to see natural women, but you know there there are women who don't feel comfortable being natural because of the beauty standards that are imposed by them. Like, okay, that's a valid point, but does that really apply to the song? Like, can you just not? You know, my thing is like, can we not talk about anything ever? Can we not joke about anything? And I know that taken out of context, you have a lot of like really scummy, smug, shitty people saying that and using yeah. that as a point. But I mean it in the sense, like, we're both very liberal dudes, and it's, I think, you know, nobody's born woke, right? And we get this self-righteousness, and then we forget about our own personal journey of, you know, knowledge and discovery and enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. That's true. Like, we all start somewhere and get somewhere. And then once you get to a certain point, you, you start looking down on everybody. It's like, well, uh, why don't you know this? And get where I am. Get obviously, I am. there are real bigots, and there's... Uh, a lot of them, because look who we elected president. Like, of I get course. it. Yes. But you can't just be out here mad at everybody on a crusade. You're turning away potential allies. Exactly. There's people who want to learn, and they want to know more, and their ignorance is not malicious. Like, people just don't know shit sometimes. And there is a difference between explaining and tolerating things. We're saying if you feel a certain way and you feel like someone has has the potential to do better because you can't do better if you don't know any better then if you feel it within i'm not telling you what to do but if you feel it within your heart to go out and reach out to this person and try to appeal to them that's cool but i'm not saying don't punch nazis i will i will knock somebody the fuck out <laughs> if they do too much like that's just me there's a there's a fine line like if i'm talking to you and i'm like hey man don't do that you know that's not right whatever well fuck you and it's i'm like all right bro whatever i'm gonna try to leave the situation but if you still on that bullshit i'm gonna try to knock your block off 
It's it's all right, it's about respect. It's about respect as a person. But you know, like choosing your battles is really important. And you know, I, I probably brought this up on the podcast before. Like I always think back to the first time I uh, the this idea entered my mind. I was very young, maybe I was like twelve, fourteen. They fucking came out with these limited edition Nike sneakers mm. based off of my pet monster. My pet monster was a, a plush monster toy that had a shackle on its uh, one of its legs. Oh boy, I see where this is going. And then the sneaker had a little plastic shackle that went on your ankle. I, I'm not sure if it was on both sides or whatever. That doesn't matter. But then everybody's like, yeah, this is, you know, black people are going to buy these shoes. And it's like, you know, they're evoking races uh, or slavery and all this shit. And I'm just like. You can take the shackle off, right? Right, but like that's clearly not what the shoe is about. There's no. no conspiracy, like you know. And then obviously, when certain news outlets cough, cough, Fox News, they're gonna be like, "Well, look, these uh, minority crybabies are at it again." And it's like I get it that we want everything to happen yesterday, and I I, I get why, and I, I get that sentiment, but you have to be realistic with the cause and effect of all these things. You have to be realistic about the speed of progress. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's going to be mad at me now, but I, I, I think that's just real shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think that it's just the one, like I said, you can't do better if you don't know any better. Now that people know better, they want to do better and they want it to happen quickly, which is understandable. So I don't think anybody should be pissed at you about it. Like I want better as well. But I just think, I think education is important. It's, it's easy to just be mad on the internet or, you know, like. But yeah. who learns anything? You get a you know you get a digital pat on the back and you get to feel like you accomplished something. But mm-hmm. did you always? Did you really like? Of course, you know we need voices out there. But yeah, the real important work and the hard work is talking to people. Like that guy. Uh, I don't know if we talked about him on this. That man who meets with the uh, the Grand Wizards and shit and converts them, and makes them not I, racist. I think we did a little bit. Yeah, he travels all over the fucking country having uh lunch with these people and he's done it for years yeah and that's a lot of time and money that he's put into this but he's changing people's minds if he was just on twitter all day being like everybody's racist like you know big yeah. difference yeah in, in, there is a difference in the effect i think in part the reason why people reacted to the dave Chappelle special the way that they did was because of his audience in it he mentioned that you know his black audience isn't what it might have been at one point and it's very diverse the people in the crowd were extremely diverse and a lot of the liberal community that does end up um you know online like speaking up about certain things happens to be either gay people or you know just a bunch of stuff and he was talking about gay trans so on and so forth and the I think it's the fact that these individuals are paying attention to him and they tend to be a little bit more active sometimes is why he caught the flack that he did. Because I saw a Cedric the Entertainer Netflix special. Yeah. And number one, nobody gives a fuck about Cedric the Entertainer. Like nobody. Well, somebody does because it's on there in the first place. But I think he gets somewhat of a pass because he's just an old ass dude who doesn't know shit anymore. He's just an old ass, he's just old ass black dude. Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle is also an old ass black dude. Steve Harvey is 40, what is he, 40, 42? Yeah, it's that's not like, that old. That's not that old, but it's old and people are going to call you old at that age. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, it's it's rap a little bit. Okay. Um, Steve Harvey is an old ass dude. He's saying some troublesome ass shit. He was talking about respecting the the, the president. Well, Steve, yeah, Steve Harvey's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, he just he just be cooning and buffooning. I understand, but 
their audience, like Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer can get away with hopping up and be like, yeah, skinny jeans is gay. Because nobody's paying attention to them. Nobody nobody cares about I just It bothers are. me that, that Dave Chappelle is being held to this certain standard. And it feels like liberals like to to attack their own more so than like this this outward thing like i mean why don't why don't we put some of this uh energy towards that motherfucker with the puppet or larry the cable guy or something like these uh, these comedians are are like catering to a conservative lowest common denominator like larry the cable guy had some joke about uh why well, i was madder than a a gay man with locked jaw on Valentine's Day. Like, that's not funny. There's no thought behind this. There's mm-hmm. no... You're not creating any sort of dialogue. Yeah. And, like, Louis C.K. Is a, is a very, I guess, offensive type of comedian, but kind of like a smart dude, too. But, like, I don't feel like he's caught the amount of flag that Dave Chappelle's getting right now mm-hmm. over just one special. Yeah. Uh, it just... It kind of... I don't know. That kind of bothers me. Um, so, we, we talked about the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we should... We just... So... The missiles get shot off. What's what's going? On? I see a lot of World War Three jokes and stuff. I mean, it's not. I don't new. think it's gonna come to that. I don't think so. It's either. a bit of an overreaction. And if it's if it's gonna happen, just hit me up, man. I'm done anyway. Like, forget it. I ain't gotta pay student loans no more. Like, what you gonna do? Like, how 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 bad can it really get? Don't please don't shoot us though. Like, but if they think I'm I'm about 28 right now, can I get drafted still? You think they gonna be on that with me? They just gonna be like, yo, bro. Mm. I got bad vision. I'm done. You could just go back to school. I could. That shit costs too much. I mean, it's, well, I'm it's, the. Uh, I'm. I might be too old, and I'm the only son. Oh, uh, you got a lot going for you right and now. And I could, yeah. And you got the bubble I got guts. bone spurs. No, <laughs> <laughs> you, get the, you got, got flat the, feet. You got bubble guts after you eat ice cream too. So you just you just got to be. Well, in. you know, it, I was telling somebody this: if I eat good ice cream, like if I eat some Ben and Jerry's, mostly fine. Oh. But if I eat like some Blue Bunny. Weird shit. A lot of people like Blue Bunny though. What's bad I'm not about saying Blue it's Bunny? nasty, but I think there's a difference in quality of how they make it, and that I'm... has something to do with how it affects me. What about Hagen Dazs? Is that good ice cream? It's supposed to be. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, fuck with it. Okay, I understand. You like Pepsi? No. You don't like Pepsi? I like Flamin' Hots, but I don't drink Pepsi. You don't drink Pepsi? Did you Did you drink Pepsi before the commercial no, happened? No, I never liked Pepsi. You never liked Pepsi. You I'm... a Coca Cola dude? Yes. You saw? Did you see that commercial? Yes. Okay. All right, just checking. I saw it. I saw I saw people online wilding out again, and I was like, "What happened now?" And I had to look for the. But you know, I think yeah, I think I think people get being annoyed by this commercial. No, that makes sense. That's valid. That's valid. valid. I've seen that shit. She. All right, for those of you who have not seen this commercial yet, if you haven't, I'm not sure how you haven't, but. Which one of these? Which one of these? Which one of them sisters was it? Kendall. Kendall. I'm getting them mixed up now. Was it? Are you sure? Kendall. Yes. That's the tall one, right? No. Because, okay, there's the Kardashians and the Jenners. The right. Jenners are the, the young white the offshoots. ones. They're the offshoots. Yes, so. the young 100% white ones. And then one got the, the plastic surgery and is dating Tyga. And the other that's, one is a model. The other one's a model. So okay. the one that's a model, which I believe is Kendall, was in this dumbass Pepsi commercial. Okay, so she was like standing there with a blonde wig on and like, all right, cool, I'm modeling. And what was, you saw it, what happened that made her... Want to not stand there with the wig? She on saw people protesting and walking, and then some some dudes like, "Yeah, come on, get in this protest, protest." She was like, fun. "Yeah, fuck this modeling shit," and she she took the wig off, threw it at a black lady standing next to it. Was like, "Hold my wig, bitch!" And then she just jumped down with a can of Pepsi, and she was out there protesting with the Pepsi. They was just like, "Yeah, no more water." They was protesting water, some shit like that. I don't know what was going on. And then they walked up to a police officer, and. 
he was like, I'm about to clap minorities. And she was like, nah, here's a Pepsi. And he was just like, you know what? I'm not going to clap minorities now. And This shit over. is just fucking, it's insulting, man, because <laughs> there's been a lot of protesting in the last however many years. And it's all been, you know, pretty fucking important. And, uh, you know, it's just like this big corporation was like, well, how can we, uh, how can we just get our finger on the pulse of young people and make them want to drink our dumbass soda pop? I want to see, I want to see the inside. I want to see the inside of that office. And it's like, all right, cool. So what's, what's happening in the world right now? We need something new. We need something fresh. We got Kendall Jenner on board. Let's just come up with an idea. It's like, all right, wait. So unarmed minorities are getting, other people are getting shot, right? Okay, I'm listening. So we can have a protest. Like, nah, man, stop clapping people. And Pepsi is the thing that makes officers stop clapping people. And he looked that man in the eye and was like, you know what? We fucking got something. You know, it's a it's a drop in the bucket for them at the end of the day because they're so they make so much money, they make a lot of money. But it's they still wasted a lot of money on this shit. They wasted. A they lot had to of pay money. all them extra, shut down streets, paid her however many millions of dollars for the endorsement, and the commercial yeah. was on TV for one day. Yeah, it was only up there for a. Little and you know bit they didn't learn shit. They all didn't. they learned was like, man, we pissed people off. Like on the next idea, but the thing is, uh, Pepsi's crap anyway. Uh, Mountain Dew sucks. Mountain Dew is trash. What they got Sierra Mist? Is Sierra Mist theirs? You know, if you're gonna boycott, boy, boycott, what the fuck? If you're gonna boycott Pepsi, there's a lot of things you can't consume. Like Flaming Hot. Dude, this is like one of the first times we have not consumed Flaming Hots like all day at all. I'm gonna give it a shot. I was like, I'm gonna try this shit. I'm gonna try this shit. Cheetos, Doritos, uh, Fritos, Fritos, anything with toes in it. With the exception of human being toes, is more than likely owned by Pepsi, and this is rough out here. People just fucking up. Like it's it's. I mean, get your money, do what you can, but don't don't piggyback off of social situations in order to try and do that. I don't know who it was. I think it was a razor blade company or a deodorant company. I don't. It was they make women's deodorant, and the slogan was like for the heart for the hardworking women because you have to do twice as much to get where men get. And I was like, this was a bunch of men that sat in a room and was like, you know what? This is going to be a good idea. This is how we're going to get these motherfuckers to buy the deodorant. We're going to reverse the bullshit. Like, I was like, eh, eh, okay. It could be smart, but then again, you could be playing yourself in the long run. Shouts out to Uber. I remember that Uber boy got shit. That shit was, that shit was trippy. It was good. It was wrong. No, I just wanted to look at the uh, topic thing. Okay. Topic list that I sent you. I think we covered everything but one that I had. Okay. Oh, shit. Is this all right? Let me let me lay background down. All right, I like video games. <laughs> I like head. If you combine the two, you get video game head. Yes, I didn't know this was a thing until 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 recently. Uh, I knew it was a thing. But I didn't know it was titled Video Game Head. I've never had Video Game Head before. Have you had Video Game Game, game Head before? No, I don't. I don't want to be doing any of shit while that's ha- like you know. I want to just chill and and have fun with it. Like like oh, I want mowing the lawn head. Like where do you stop? Where does it end? Where do you draw the line? <laughs> you know, I I don't know about you, but when I'm playing video games, I like to be good at what I'm playing and not have my characters die. If I'm if I'm being fellated while I'm playing anything, then I'm not gonna be as efficient as I should be. I appreciate the sentiment, 
but you 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 I only have so much saved data on my memory card. Or well, you remember that movie drive. Swordfish, where uh, he had to he he had to he had to like decode or hack some shit. He had while to he prove he was a off. good hacker by getting BJ while hacking into something. And John Travolta was standing there ready to like clap him if he failed. He was like, ugh, 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 I'm getting topped off while I'm hacking. I, well, first off. I wouldn't have been able to hack anything. I can't hack anything now, but I would I would pretend to be a hacker and get like my life is on the line. I probably died, but it is what it is. I'm not that desperate for head, but it's not necessary to get topped off during all of these activities. There's people who drive while receiving fellatio, which is dangerous and foolish. I and, feel like we should do a dramatic reenactment because I don't think you know like kind of like fuck these people but i don't think they listen to this anyway okay all right that's your call <laughs> let's go here we go reggie is pulling up the receipts right now uh, so so here's the background it was your we were celebrating your birthday at a bar <laughs> and i'm looking for this you guys you're looking for it all right so we oh boy we were celebrating my birthday at a bar we just popped in to grab a few drinks um we're sitting down and <laughs> a lady Text a colleague of ours that we know, a mutual friend, and she made a comment about how she enjoys uh, hearing certain things during being intimate with this. Well, he was complaining about somebody and then like telling a story about it. And then (laughs) we were just like, no way. Like, what are you talking about? And then he showed us the screenshot of the of the interaction itself. So she was like, hey, I enjoy, you know, so on. So he was like, bad. And she was like, what? He's like, I don't like being lovey-dovey. I don't like emotions. All I want to do is get my sick dick sucked while I'm playing video games. Wait, verbatim. We got, we got, we got the receipts right now. Go okay. ahead. Do your thing. She says, I like when you're drunk and horny. I love hearing you moan. His response is... Bad. Just, just that. Bad. She says, you don't like it when I say those things? <laughs> he said, eh, I don't like kissing. Gay lovey dubby shit. I like gaming while getting my dick sucked. It's called video game head. Who did this for you? <laughs> Go call her then. He's, I like chilling and not worrying about people's feelings. <laughs> That's the coldest shit. I was like, oh shit. This is like shit. a skit from a, a 90s rap album. That shit was amazing to me. It was, it was really funny. So... I posed this question on Twitter, but I'm not that popular on Twitter. And I got one response, and it was like, "Why well, just, you know, I gave somebody a video game head because I just wanted to make them feel good and do something nice for them. And, like, I get the idea of wanting to make somebody feel good and do something nice for them, but, like, who need like, regular head is enough. Well, you know what? If I was trying to go down a lady and she's reading a Cosmo magazine or something, like, I'm not going to be into that. That's she like, might get paper cut. Like, this is, I feel like I'm not being fully appreciated at the moment. If you want to do something nice for me, I like food. You can bring me some, some, some chicken nuggets or some french fries. You know, I'll, I'm eternally grateful. But I think when it comes to sex stuff, like, do we, do we need multitasking like that? No, I don't think so. I like to separate things sometimes. It, even though it's exciting to mix things up here and there, I'm not, I'm not really about trying to do something i need to focus on especially driving that's just irresponsible you're gonna kill somebody that's how that movie thinner happened he got cursed by a gypsy because he ran over a, a different gypsy while getting roadhead are you serious yeah the stephen king movie he was getting roadhead he was a fat lawyer man getting roadhead by his wife and he ran over a gypsy then another gypsy was like i curse you thinner <laughs> 
And he started getting skinny out of nowhere. Yeah, because right? he started off wearing a white man's Martin Lawrence fat suit. I remember that. And then he got skinny, and then, uh, I don't know, plot twist, uh, he kills his daughter by accident at the end. Did he eat it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. He, uh, he put some sort of, he made like a poison pie to kill the gypsy, and then he left it in the fridge. That's, that's, that's stupid. His, his family was out of town or something, so he left a poison pie in the fridge. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give it to these gypsies. Or whatever Why would the, they accept pie from you? I forget. Whatever the plan was. And then he wakes up in the morning, and his daughter's like, mm, I came home from this thing early eating this, this pie delicious, Dad. He was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's the point. Man, that's some dumbass shit. Everything about that is dumb. Everything about that movie is dumb. I'm upset having just listened to that right now. It was a terrible movie. I'm sure it was a terrible movie. Everything's bad about that. Alright, so what I'm going to do right now, uh, and what we're going to continue doing since the last episode, is we're going to be answering questions. So I got a whole bunch of these shits ready for you. Alright. Okay, I got a question. Why is eating ass normalized, but men have a problem with me licking and sucking on nipples? I just want to suck your nipple with my tongue real quick. What's the issue? Alright, first off. I'm ticklish. I'm not, I'm not really down with my nipples being played with or touched on, or let alone licked on or sucked on. So if you want to do something like that, you do so at your own risk because I flail. And I might end up hurting you, myself, anybody within the vicinity. Um, I'm not... Are you down with your, having your nipples touched up and played with? You know, um, there's been rare occasions where somebody liked to do that. And like I'm mostly fine with it, but I'm I also get ticklish too. Like if they it's just, too much, they do wild tongue flicks on that. Yeah, there has to be something more going on, but usually there isn't. You know, to get the angle right for somebody to suck on my titties, <laughs> for real, that's probably the only thing happening at that moment in time, and I that's just too much for me to handle. You don't have to superhead my nipple. Like there's not there nothing is gonna come out of it. Nothing is gonna happen from this. Like and it's just a a different feeling. Uh, you but know, people be rough, man. Like. My I don't shit. know. It's like you could you could grab some stuff too, but then people be trying to rip shit off. I don't know. I don't like pain. No, no sort of pain stuff during sex. Yeah, I feel you. Like that's just just a little bit extra. But I'm this okay. uh, this does remind me of something. Um, a friend of mine from high school. I don't know how this came up, but he was basically like, "Man, I'm ticklish as hell. So, some girl tried to lick on my balls. I'm gonna like punch her or something." That shit feel nice. And though. but this wasn't 14. This was like early 20s, and I was like, "That's a little extreme. <laughs> that's a little extra, fam. Why are you doing that?" You know, it's not like she, like, I'm, I'm, this is personal, but I'm seeing some, <laughs> you, have you had gooch action happen before? Uh, yeah, but I was, it was, I was very scared. Doing it. <laughs> I've never, I, I haven't had anything, I haven't had any gooch, gooch activity happen. I might've had it like rubbed or like. Well, like some people caressed. just start going low and you just like, and I, you clench. I, got, I got the Arthur fist ready. <laughs> like if you go any lower, we're going to have problems. It's going to be some shit. No, no I'm not going to punch nobody. No, nah, don't punch nobody. But it's I do like, get tense. Stop. I'm like, don't. Like, <laughs> I set ground rules. I tell people what I like and don't like. You Look, obey the rules. If some man want to get their ass ate, that's fine. But that's not me. I never had that before. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I was like, oh. I'm not just going to lay there holding my own ankles. <laughs> Hold my own ankles like sitting at Spread Eagle with the with the groceries just exposed to the world. It's a vulnerable feeling, but I've never had it. I don't know what it feel like. But if, if it were to happen, I'd be like, all right, you know, whatever. If I'm giving you like a hand drop and then I touch the very tippy top of your dick where pre is. And then I touch it with my pointer finger, and I pinch it, and 
Did I show you how wet you are? How would you feel about that? You got to get out of my house. You got to leave. <laughs> you done. You done. Why? Here. But okay, look. If if we really like each other and you just need to do that for some reason, like I'll just be like, yeah, that is on your finger. But <laughs> why do you? And look, I'm not trying to call anybody out because men do all sorts of dumb shit and say dumb shit during sex. But it's like, why do you need to pinch the top of my pants? Like, look how wet the tip of your dick is right now. I'll be like, yes, quite. Like the end. Okay, I probably know already. That's it. That's it. I'm like, so you, you can know do what? it, like you know. It, but don't. That's not a first time thing. We got to go on some dates first before nah. you start doing weird shit. We got to kick it a little bit. You can't just be doing shit like that. That's out of, that's out of nowhere. Let me see what's this. Let me see what else I got. If someone gave you one billion dollars, what would you do to fix the crime epidemic in Chicago? One billion? I think he said one million. Was nah, it a million no, or that billion? That was billion. That was that was billion. Hold on, wait. Billion. 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 Uh, you know, well, here, here's the problem <coughs> with all of that is there's not one answer. And I think that's what is so hard for people because, you know, earlier we talked about everybody's like a lazy dick. So it's like if you don't have one easy solution, a five-year plan to change something, I think people tune out. Um, but there's there's so many factors that go into the reason we have crime the way we do in Chicago. There are uh, from you know housing, uh, you Ed, know education, right? Well. Education, education, and recently Rahm Emanuel proposed an idea: you can't graduate high school until the student comes forward with a plan of what they're doing after high school. Whether it's it be kind of a short sighted idea, it is. It doesn't really work. They have to get an acceptance letter to a CCC or four year university or something like that. And long sight, I can see. I'm like, I can see how you want people to go into higher education afterwards, but stopping people from being, uh, you know, progressed or graduating because you want them to do that for whatever purpose it's not a terrible idea on paper and yes everyone can get accepted to a community college and that's all well and good but the issue is not so much people finishing high school not doing anything it's like people finishing high school or people finishing grammar school like that's a a problem that's you know leading to some of the problems we have in the city not so much people aren't going to college how do you close so many schools and then tell people that they can't graduate from the schools that are left unless they do these things that is some there's a very one step forward and two steps back approach to this that i i feel you know i, I don't I mean i'm torn because i don't know all the facts about i don't know the school either. closings yeah. and i know that the optics are very bad yeah i don't know how full those schools were or whatever, like if it made sense, if they got free busing to the other schools, like I don't know all that stuff. So I don't want to get too into it. I feel that. But I mean, institutionalized racism is a a real thing. Private prisons. We got families split up because of nonviolent offenders going away for a long time. Selling weed. Then they come back, can't get a job anywhere. Because you're so weed. And they know how to do one thing. So they go back and then you create this loop, right? You can't vote. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons that... You know, people are there's violence, and it has to do. You know, I said housing, which is a very general term, but they tore down the projects, which had a certain sort of hierarchy as far as far as how everybody got along. Like it had its own, uh, you know, social system in there. Mm-hmm. And you tear it down, and then you displace everybody. You know, again, like on paper, to somebody who doesn't understand any of these intricacies, like, oh, it makes sense. Tear down the projects. Um, you know, put these people 
over here and then over here and then you mix the communities and do all this but you created this issue where you have all these clicks and then people are like these two blocks are mine it's hard to quell violence when it's not the traditional gang violence where they're like oh well this is we're selling drugs and yeah. we're beefing over this you know what i have after you say it that i do have somewhat of an answer i think my approach with the two billion dollars that i've somehow magically received uh would be to invest in uh more than likely real estate or property maybe build certain things in within these community whether it be affordable housing or so on and so forth but also not only that but a lot of it we would go towards treating people that have um you know substance abuse issues or mental illness too people are not yeah especially minorities are not treated for mental illness not even uh not even uh diagnosed exactly you know because Number one, within the community, there's not a lot of people that approach the subject the way that they should. You, you talk to an older black person, they're probably going to ask you to pray it away or <laughs> ask yeah. Jesus to, or just stop being sad. Like, well, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Or, you know, you didn't have to work 12 hours a day or whatever it is. And it downplays that a lot. But also seeing how heroin is being treated, you know, it's like younger white males are experiencing heroin overdoses at an alarming rate. We need to do something to rehabilitate these right. people now that, take care uh, of these people. I mean, because we, we worked in medicine, so we knew about this heroin thing before anybody else did, basically. But it's like heroin has become a, an, a, an epidemic in white communities for the last over five years to ten years. And now we're on the news and we have all this sympathy for heroin addicts because yes. it's no longer seen as a minority issue. Yeah, when it's been around for a while. You know how I keep from overdosing on heroin? I don't do heroin. Yeah. So, but, you know, that goes into the entire uh, opioid, not opioid, but the, the entire, like, uh... Well, people are self-medicating because yes. they don't have... Yeah. It's just, you know, I think... The, the main thing that people need to understand is some of these some of these dem- demographics of people are so far behind like you cannot even comprehend it mm-hmm. like you know we say that common sense is not common like we you know it's like imagine not having parents not going to school you know selling drugs since you're 10 like these lifestyles that people lead like we can't we, we can't even empathize with it like it's beyond our comprehension to, to a lot of people. And that I think that's what makes it so difficult for people to just under like I mean it's such a big big thing and it's like well why don't they just get their shit together like of course if it was that easy right and you can't throw money at it I think like you know laws need to change and there needs to just you know money into outreach and money into education and then after after everything after all that happens it's still going to be essentially another generation before yeah exactly. you see a, a big big change once again some of these things take time i think the question i would ask is with this two billion dollars how much can i do before i feel like i would get assassinated or, or like killed for the shit that i would be trying to do maybe that's just me being very skeptical of the government or the the powers that may be but i don't i don't see like you can't i don't know it's just something tricky about that i feel like like you got chance the rapper who donated a mil a million to cps and the Sun Times hopped up and was just like, oh, baby mama drama, blah, 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 like randomly. And it's just like, you know, people that have the power to do certain things and don't do certain things don't like when people do certain things that they should be doing in the first place. 
So. Yeah, like it's just that that thing really it that was odd to me. That was very the whole hater weird. aspect coming from a, a a major news organization or or uh, Colin Kaepernick donating to Meals on Wheels when Trump was going to do something that defunded that and people need that shit immediately. Fox and like all types of politicians was coming into his head like, oh, you don't even throw the ball that well. You're a quarterback. You suck. And I'm like, dude, like this is. This is being a human being. Well, he's actually, uh, I don't know. There, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, stuff about it. Obviously, it's been in the news for people who want to know that news. Mm-hmm. And just interestingly enough, they had like, uh, they somebody made this post like, oh, well, if you were, if you could get this quarterback at this price, like, would you want quarterback A or quarterback B? And everybody chose whatever it was, A. Mm-hmm. It was Colin Kaepernick. And then the other one was, uh, what's up, boy in Carolina? Black dude. Oh, oh, dabbing ass dude. Um, yeah, I forgot his name. He didn't. The Cam one, Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah. So, who's a good quarterback? Widely regarded as a, a good quarterback, was an MVP, and it's like I think it's just driving the point home that this guy is being blackballed because he did one thing, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy that in this day and age of all the progress we made, it's like we have a. Uh, an athlete who is kind of going against the grain, but not necessarily affecting his team or his team- mm-hmm. teammates. And it's just it's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. not, he's not beating his fiance or girlfriend's ass right. in an elevator. He's not physically abusing his children and sending them to the hospital. He's not, um, an alleged, I say alleged, but he wasn't acquitted or he didn't settle a charge for rape. Which are all things that have actually, factually happened in the NFL. Yeah, all, all the things that we're willing to overlook because... And and not to say that it's necessarily wrong to overlook them in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, and that sounds bad. But I mean, as far as separating a human being from the sport they play or the music they make, it's like, I feel like it kind of is what it is. Uh, if somebody wants to boycott them, they're fine. But if somebody also wants to be like, well... I can pretend like R. Kelly didn't pee on people and still listen to their songs. I'm also fine with that. Right. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is like I don't feel bad for him as a person because he's still a rich dude. He still has a good life. Yeah. But the the precedent that we have here and the the collusion by all of these teams and the general managers to be like we're not going to give this guy a job like it's that's fucking crazy. That's fucking wild. You know, I would be clamoring for somebody like that to be. And like you said, like what he, what did he do that was so negative? Like you have people who have killed people, mm-hmm. call bodies, yeah. <laughs> that's, and they're like they're just playing exit. Oh boy, was uh hitting his kid in the genitals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> okay, yeah. They're like how dare he kneel during the national? And like, ironically, they're the first ones to be like he shouldn't be doing it. That's disrespectful. I'm like, bro, you caught a body. You caught a body, fam. Like, yeah. okay. The national anthem is a. Sh- terrible song anyway. i don't really fuck with it's it. it's not a good song no it's not like, I, I get patriotism the beat is whack they ain't really rhyming they're not dropping that many bars on it like i'm not i'm not really impressed remix, remix. air horn <laughs> like nah fuck that we should we should remix the national anthem ourselves that's what we yeah do. you know so earlier uh we mentioned uh mental illness and the importance of individuals getting the help that they need and the importance of coming out and letting it be known and getting diagnosed and whatnot. Um, well, we bring this up because there was an individual who recently or somewhat recently has lost his life to, to suicide. Um, and it happened to be, yeah, it was the, uh, the brother of a friend of ours. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really rough. So we were not, 
uh, professionals. We, we, you know, we're just two dudes with a microphone, but, and we aren't professionally equipped to handle certain situations. But if there's ever a situation that you feel like you need to speak to someone who is not a professional, then I would say that I'm, I'm here. Like I, we, we make ourselves very readily available, I suppose. I yeah. don't know what I can do, but it's, it's okay to look for someone to talk to or look for help well, I guess, in some way form or fashion. I, don't know, I feel like the message to, to get out is that, you know, every little bit helps. And, it does. you know, we've talked before about how we are quick to give compliments or whatever. It's like something that can take you two seconds and not mean a lot to you can mean a lot to somebody else. And I see on Facebook, people share the suicide prevention hotline a lot and that's great and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think even more important than that, just, just the interaction, tell people, people that you're available to talk or, yeah. If you notice that somebody around you doesn't seem to have any friends, doesn't seem to go out, there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, like, you want to come out with me and my friends one time? Like, little things like that, man, that can make, like, somebody's year. That can make somebody's life. Exactly. Exactly. You know, being open to talk, inviting people to stuff. Right. All those things. And I think, you know, it's easy for us to get mad uh, when people take their own lives, but... uh, I don't think we can, you know, understand what they're going through to no. drive them to that point exactly. where they feel like that's their only way out. So precisely, I just think that's what's important and, and do what you can because it's, it's tough to live with uh, regrets. You know, when you lose somebody, obviously you're always going to think of what you could do more. But I think if you are the kind of person who's just always out there and trying to support people, you don't have to carry so much of that burden, I think. Yeah. Cause at least you know that you've done what you can. Yeah. You know? And that, that's, that's a comforting feeling in the end, at least, you know. So uh, I still will share the National uh, Suicide Hotline number in the description of this episode itself. But we, if you have any other suggestions or you need to talk about something, then we, of course, are readily available. And we promise to take it seriously. We're not just going to be cracking jokes and being stupid. Like, Yeah, we, you know, we like to joke. But hey, we have our serious moments, we don't do. we? Yeah, we do. We have to be. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't maintain a job if I couldn't like take some shit seriously like every now and then. Well, That's, hey, you know, this is why we're funny. Because this is our coping mechanism to get through life. Because, and depression, yeah. Yeah, life is a, a sad, terrible thing that we all have it's to go through. Up, <laughs> it's a fucked... It is. I, got, I ain't asked to be here, but I, I'm in this bitch... And fortunately, you guys tolerate us. So, with that being said, uh, this has been another episode. (laughs) I'm sad now. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys later. All right. Bye.